Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through any work of man, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and today we complete our very brief journey through Paul's letter to the Galatians with chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. Now, these last verses from the Apostle Paul were not quickly written as an afterthought. Instead, they are a summary of his entire letter, which was a letter that points towards the glory of the cross and the grace that God has given through Christ Jesus. So let's go right to the text. This is from the Apostle Paul, beginning in verse 11. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so that they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been uh, circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Galatians 6, 11-18 So Paul begins his final comments here with an interesting statement encouraging the readers to take notice of the large letters he is writing. The indication here is that Paul is bringing attention to his poor penmanship, really. You can envision the the reader of this letter holding up a papyrus scroll so that the congregation can see how poor his penmanship really is. Paul did not normally write his own letters. He dictated them to a scribe. A a reference there is Romans 16.22. However, this time, Paul concluded the letter himself and wrote this portion in large letters to emphasize it came from his apostolic authority. So when we go to these verses, we see immediately verse 12 and 13 give an explanation why Paul wrote this letter to the Galatians. There were those who advocated and taught the doctrine that Christ's work was insufficient to gain or maintain salvation. Additional work from the believer was necessary. It must be done. Paul says this, those who are trying to force you to be circumcised, want to look good for others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate for circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it. 
and claim you as their disciple. Verses 12 and 13. What you have here is a classic example of the distinction between law and gospel. We've talked about this many times throughout these lessons. Law is always what you do, as opposed to what has been done for you. That's gospel. This principle is the meat of Paul's letter. He teaches that adding our own work to the cross for our justification is unnecessary and contrary to the gospel. In fact, as he stated in in the very first chapter of this letter, combining our work with the work of Christ and calling it gospel was not a gospel at all. That's Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Now, there's another interesting point here I would like for you to take note of in verse 12. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. And I emphasize the wanting to look good to others. This is a dead giveaway for false teaching today. And it was then as well. You can replace the word circumcision with whatever you want. And you'll see what I'm talking about here. False teaching always focuses on the externals. The ministry of a false teacher is all for show. They focus on entertaining the congregation instead of feeding them with biblical truths because entertainment fills the pews. Or they attempt to control you with guilt for not maintaining certain rituals or ceremonies or certain displays of faith that you can't do perfectly anyway. However, Paul emphasizes in verse 14, as he does throughout this whole epistle, that his boasting is not in external things, but internal things. His boasting is solely in Christ, specifically the cross. He made that very clear in chapter 2 when he said this, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians 2.19, that's pretty profound. To Paul, the the cross was really the only thing worthy of boasting. Paul was intent on keeping the main thing the main thing and not getting distracted with secondary issues that are often given more credibility by man than ever by God. Remember, Paul's letter is all about God's grace. So then Paul puts the the golden spike into the work of circumcision in verse 15. And frankly, any work really that is seen as a means to earn God's grace. Paul simply says circumcision means nothing either way. Do it, don't do it. It means nothing for your salvation. Again, you can plug in whatever work you want for circumcision and you get the same result. The same teaching holds true today as it did then. Any work you do will mean nothing for your salvation. All of our work is out of gratitude for what has been done. The only way we can be justified before God is by what has been done for us. That's Paul's entire message here. So then Paul adds that those who follow this thinking are saved by God's grace alone, by faith alone in Christ alone. Then God's peace and mercy will be upon them and the Israel of God. What does that mean? Israel of God. Well, it's a traditional Jewish blessing. It it includes the entire 
chosen people of God. However, Paul's use of it here is interesting because it's usually given to Jews, but he includes all who believe. The emphasis is that there are only one people of God, including Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles, again, anybody that's not a Jew. So there aren't two groups on two separate paths to justification. The Gentiles do not replace the Jews. The Jews aren't separate from the Gentiles. They merge together throughout God's redemptive plan from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. It's showing the continuity between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Paul is emphasizing that here by adding that phrase, Israel of God. Promises made in the Old Testament are promises kept in the New Testament. And God has one people in Christ. The cross is what unites us all. To understand this reality is to understand this magnificent letter from Paul. But even more so, it is to understand the gospel. All that said, the best way to conclude this series on Galatians is to end as Paul did with a blessing on all who believe and trust in God's grace alone through his Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Paul said, Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. And may the peace and glory of God be with you all. And we hope you join us again for season four of Open Your Bibles, which will be coming very soon. God bless you all. And remember, the Bible simply cannot mean anything different today than it did back then.